Good afternoon, the back community. Thank you as always for staying involved, for staying engaged. We are officially kicking off season three. Uh, thank you guys uh, uh, for being patient with us during our uh, hiatus. You know, we typically take off from the end of April until the beginning of August. So today officially kicks off season three of the back community. And I have so many positive, dope people that's coming on the platform uh, this season, starting with our first guest of uh, season three, who is the councilman himself, Mr. Sergio Adams. So, uh, sir, uh, I'm, I'm going to call you Serge, Sergio. Uh, Serge is cool. Okay, so I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be mixing it up a little bit. But I really wanted to say thank you, first and foremost, for extending your time to me. Uh, and I look forward to diving into your story. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Uh, thank you for the great introduction. And, you know, it's been a wonderful, wonderful um, opportunity to have got in contact with you and been speaking to you about making this happen. So um, super glad we were able to make this happen. And I'm even more excited um, that I got to kick off season three and, um, you know, I'm ready to get this interview going and everyone who watches it at home, you know, this is this is a great outlet for what's going on in the city of Albany. And I love what you're doing, Ty. You're literally highlighting all the great positive things that people, everyday people are doing here in the city of Albany in our neighborhood. So, you know, shout out to you and uh, shout out to the back community. Oh, thank you very much, man. Without further ado, because I don't even know how to follow up. I'm supposed to be bigging you up, but I appreciate the clouds. Uh, listen, man, uh, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to hit you with your first official question. I know who you are. Some of the people who are watching this may know who you are, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who might not know who you are. So, uh, Councilman Sergio Adams, here's your chance to tell the back community more about you. What kind of work do you do? All right. Well, you know, to start, um, you know, recently I just got elected to the Common Council back in January of this year. Um, the ward that I represent is the Delaware Avenue 7th Ward. Um, so it not just covers the Delaware Avenue area, but I have parts of the Morton Avenue um, area as well as New Scotland, Holland, and um, 2nd Avenue crossing over to um, Whitehall Road. So we have a great uh, ward, it's very diverse. So I'm excited and proud to be representing the 7th Ward. I'm here in Albany, uh, but more to that, you know, what about me that got me here is just the um, love for Albany. That is really, that's really what started it and just appreciating and seeing the potential that Albany has. And one of the things that, you know, ever since I got out of college and during college was really trying to focus and get a better understanding as to um, the needs of Albany I wasn't born here in the city of Albany. Um, I was born and raised um, in Harlem down in New York City and moved up um, to the capital region uh, when I was a teenager, attended uh, Troy High, graduated from Lanchenburg um, in Troy. Um, I played football and you know most of my time growing up, um, I spent it really doing um, community stuff. I was very involved with the church um, over in Troy. So, you know, couple times a week, Bible study, um, you know, other programs that happen at church. And that kind of was the, I would say, you know, a stepping stone for me getting into the community and learning about the area. And, uh, you know, since then, you know, my biggest thing um, has been, you know, advocating and just trying to spread awareness as to some of the important issues that do go on in the city of Albany. Um, and more so, it's it's about the future of Albany. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking about in terms of when I when I get involved into organizations, I'm joining different things. My mindset is thinking about the future of Albany and what that can look like. And you know, for years now, I've been working um, in community um, service, community health, working with homeless services here in the city of Albany. I've done that um, working with the populations of individuals with mental health, mm. substance abuse, uh, chronic homelessness, and also uh, most recently individuals who are coming home 
uh, from jail. And so working with those different populations over the years, you know, it gave me the confidence and just a better understanding of, you know, again, the needs and what's going on in the city of Albany. Um, again, you know, growing up from the city and being in upstate, it's, you know, two parallels, yeah. um, really. But, you know, one of the things that it has in common is that the people who live there, who have um, grew up in these communities, all love their communities and mm -hmm. all want the best for their communities. And that's, you know, across the board. So uh, my work started to eventually get to the point where I was doing um, I was working with like United Tenants and some housing organizations um, early on back in maybe like 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I was um, working on something with the Albany Housing Authority, um, mm -hmm. trying to address some of their um, housing concerns with the conditions that a lot of the um, public housing buildings are in. And uh, from there, you know, I think between networking and just um, following my passion, um, you know, eventually, you know, politics um, came into the, mm. you know, it, it came up and <laughs> it, it wasn't something that was intentional. It was something literally, you know, I just woke up one day, I was going to work and mm. I was literally thinking to myself, what can I do that allows me to actually make the real change in my neighborhood? And, you know, I got on my phone, I Googled a few things and, you know, within an hour, you know, I was able to make a few phone calls and, you know, mm -hmm. figure out that there was a common council race, you know, happening. And, you know, from there, I just decided to run. I didn't know mm -hmm. anything about anything. I didn't have any money saved. Um, I didn't have any deep connections and politics to really, you know, say, oh, I can go to this person and I know I can get on or I know I'll be able to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Um, that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, you know, when I ran for office the first time, I was 24 years old. Hmm. And, you know, at the time that was, I was one of the youngest individuals uh, running for office um, in the city of Albany and mostly in the area. Mm. And um, that was a, that was a big experience. That was a, a mm. very, very big eye opening experience that, again, just allowed me to um, get more experience talking to people in the city of Albany, getting yeah. a better understanding of their needs, their concerns. And most importantly, um, just letting people know that there's someone accessible to them that's listening and wants to help. And, uh, you know, all that to say that, you know, over the last two years, um, well, three and a half years, I should say, you know, from when I ran before, it was just all about staying consistent, okay. uh, consistency and, you know, trying to be involved and um, do as much as I possibly could with the resources and with the talent and skill that I had. Um, okay. And yeah, I made that happen. So I'm, I'm again, very happy and very excited to be in this new position. And, you know, that's just some information about me, but I'm sure we'll dive more into it as the um, interview goes along. Okay. Okay. Listen, man, that was, uh, that was the greatest opening ever. Uh, and I can always, I can already tell you, you stole my thunder on some of the questions already, but that just saves more time to go ahead and dive into other things. Absolutely. Uh, um, some of the things that you said, one, I really want to commend you first for deciding to become an elected official, uh, to be, put yourself uh, in the public's eye uh, uh, in a way where, you know, uh, uh, your everyday life is, uh, is what is it, um, exposed. So, you know, uh, as a lot of people have a lot to say. Uh, and sometimes they may not be the people that may that are as uh, deeply involved in the work that you're actually doing, which is why I really love the, uh, this platform. It, it gives us the opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about you and what you're doing. Um, even though I, I know you said you were born in Harlem, but a good amount of your years uh, uh, was spent throughout the Capital District area. And, you know, we highlight Albany, we highlight Schenectady, Troy, the Capital District as a whole. 
and uh, who you are and, and the work that you're doing uh, uh, says a lot. So one, thank you uh, for getting involved while you're still uh, uh, in your youth, uh, you know, because a lot of times uh, those who uh, those elected officials end up uh, getting involved uh, at later uh, or, or, or more. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd probably say the best word is later periods of their life. And, you know, a lot of times we miss out on that opportunity to have uh, youthful energy um, and a person who is uh, connected to the community uh, still uh, uh, on the on the front line. So thank you for doing that. Um, question for you, uh, uh, and this is this is uh, not one of the questions on here, but based upon what you said, I know you said uh, you have parts of Morton Ave, and since it's Delaware Ave, I'm assuming up there towards the elbow room. That's Correct. Part yep. Okay. Uh, so it, it starts um, back up on Delaware and Myrtle. So right there by the price shopper. Yep. Uh, um, so yeah, right by, right by the Boys and Girls Club. And okay. it goes straight down um, Delaware Avenue where um, Delaware and 2nd Ave um, okay. intersects. Yep, right there at the gas station? Yep, right there. Okay, and, uh, and then you go in the opposite direction. So am I also assuming... Uh, the area where Albany Med is, is that, is that part? Uh, so start? not so, not so much of Albany Med, but more so, um, um, what is that? Uh, the state offices, the okay. Veterans Hospital, yep. um, Albany Law, and uh, Sage yep. College over there. Okay, um, well, that's crazy because it's the next block it's over. Right next door. It's right <laughs> next door. I know, I know. Okay. Believe okay. me, the, the, the city lines are very, very <laughs> um, confusing and weird of how um, streets are cut. Um, hopefully that gets addressed soon too, so. Okay, okay. All right, well, actually, actually, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's gonna lead me right into this because I know it is a local issue, but it's also uh, um, a larger uh, issue uh, as a whole for the, for the country. And that is uh, in regards to uh, um, different uh, cities or different communities uh, uh, doing uh, the, uh, uh, what is it? The redistribution or redistrict, uh, redistricting, I can't get that word out. Yep, redistricting. Uh, uh, yeah, how, how is that affecting uh, uh, affecting the Albany community and how is it going to affect uh, politics as as uh, elected officials in these particular areas? Um, so I, I will say that right now we're just in, we're just now getting to the beginning stages of addressing the redistricting in the city of Albany. Um, it has been done on the county level and obviously on the bigger levels, but uh, for the city of Albany, um, we're just now um, starting to get to it. And what we're starting with now is uh, establishing the board. Uh, so the individuals who will sit on this board, um, who will be leading and um, overseeing um, some of the um, changes, but also um, working with the community um, to inform them and get their engagement out of this. And so, you know, that's one of the next steps um, coming up very soon. And, you know, to follow that with um, community workshops, as I mentioned, to get people engaged. Um, we wanna make sure that people in their communities have a say-so um, as to their um, neighborhoods, either remaining similar or changing, which whichever direction it goes. Um, but making sure that they have a voice and an input into um, this whole process. You know, okay. the redistricting is gonna be super important um, for many reasons. One, when we talk about obviously the um, equity issue in the city of Albany, um, that comes down to neighborhoods and our neighborhood um, demographic breakdowns. What does that look like? Um, obviously right now, uh, the city of Albany now, uh, since this past election with uh, myself and Gabriella uh, becoming new members, um, has now turned to a majority minority council where most of our wards in the city of Albany are being represented uh, by minorities, uh, whether that's black, Latino, Latinx um, uh, women. So we're, we're seeing changes happen and you know what I'm looking most forward to is this process because, as I just mentioned, the lines right now are so funny the way it's cut that you know 
um, you know, I feel like I'm missing out on a good part mm-hmm. of my constituent base, you know, by the lines being cut a certain way. You know, one side of the street is my ward, but the opposite side um, isn't. Um, okay. You know, in the past, there has been the, um, so history, context, um, the previous council person for the seventh ward, um, back when they originally became the council member was originally appointed uh, to the council position. And that person didn't necessarily live inside the seventh ward boundaries. Uh, mm. But by mm. being appointed, um, they were able to accommodate um, that individual to make sure that um, they were able to serve in that position. And so what we have, what we've seen from that was that um, it was never changed back or adjusted mm. or fixed. And so we had a council person, um, you know, um, not necessarily in the seventh ward, um, but, you know, by being in that seat for so long, it just became part of it. And so with this process, we're able to now address uh, neighborhoods and communities that have kind of had that split um, where we need to kind of make them whole. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and let me see, because I'm, I'm, I'm aliving this. I'm aliving us up too. Uh, I already said in the introduction of your interview that this is going to be politics as usual. Uh, you know, a shout out to my man, Jay-Z. Uh, yep. But there's so many aspects about yourself uh, and what it is that you're doing that I also want to dive into. Uh, just as a young uh, a black man, uh, you know, uh, growing up and both in Harlem and in the Capital District area, you know, uh, uh, what was life like growing up for you in the Capital District area? Uh, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's, that's the first question. What was life like growing up in the Capital District area for you? Um, whew, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would say it was very different for me for multiple reasons. Uh, you know, one of the, the reason that I reloc my family relocated up here, uh, was due to a fire that we had in the city. Mm. Uh, so we, you know, we lived in an apartment building. Um, we had a fire in the apartment. Um, our apartment burned down. We almost lost our lives, but thankfully, uh, we made it out. And um, at that time, we relocated up uh, to the capital region. My sister, she was in college. And um, to be honest, you know, at that point, this was like, uh, what was it, like 07, 08. Mm. So, you know, things in the economy were changing and the city was getting, you know, really expensive. And, um, you know, family figured it was um, more convenient and easier to move upstate and um, do that. So, for me, moving up to the capital region, uh, moving up to Troy was um, eye-opening. Um, okay. You know, I didn't necessarily, I didn't go to school, like elementary, middle school, beginning of high school. I didn't go to, I never went to school with white people. Okay. Like we had white teachers, but there was never no white students in our, our school. Um, so coming up here, that was a culture shock. Mm. um especially the amount um so you know besides that it's just like the normal like teenage stuff you know at the time that was also eye-opening taking a uh cheese bus you know the school buses to school (laughs) i had only seen that on tv i didn't know that you know people actually (laughs) did that i was used to taking the mta or hopping on the train you know to get to school or to get to where i needed so you know when i moved up here um you know, that was different, you know, having all these different kids on the school bus of all different ages, that was different. Um, Again, you know, coming up here, um, what I did like and, you know, what stood out to me was, you know, um, sports and stuff was really big up here. Yeah. Um, They had a lot more resources um, to outdoor space than obviously, you know, people in the inner city have. And so I remember, you know, growing up, just wanting to play football and, you know, none of the schools in New York city really had it. And even when I did, um, um, get to like high school Mm. and I found a school that had football, it was like the program, you know, they didn't have a field. They Mm. didn't have, you know, the, um, funding to get like the pads and stuff. So, you know, it wasn't a good situation, but, you know, moving up here and Mm. having that opportunity to play high school sports, 
Um, you know, that's something that, you know, sticks with me uh, for the rest of my life. I played football. I ran track. Um, I did a couple of different things. Uh, we, we won some championship games. We went, you know, pretty far back then. Um, so that that was like the highlight of, you know, living upstate was, you know, that type of um, school environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would also say like the, the difference was just the community setup. Uh, so like when I lived in Troy, um, we moved up. We had no money, poor, broke, um, no job, no clothes, no sneakers, no nothing starting fresh, you know? So for a while, you know, our family lived in a shelter, uh, stayed at the hotels being put up by, you know, what is that? The, uh, um, I want to say blue cross, the red cross, excuse me, red cross. And, you know, until we were able to find housing and it took a while, it took almost a year. So, you know, moving up into a new area, you know, again, being in high school and not having nothing. Oh, you know, no. It was, yeah. it was, it was different. And, um, you know, for me at that time, you know, I looked around my surroundings and one of the things was just like, you know, peop- the, the people and the uh, kids that went to school around, like my thing was taking, taking advantage of your education. Okay. okay. Taking advantage of it. You know, I felt like, you know, me coming into the situation, it was like when I came into school, I was ahead. Mm. They were behind. Mm. And it was just like, nah, like for me, it was like no, no um, falling back. It was just like, I see what I'm around. I see the environment that I'm in. This is not for me. So I need to do what I need to do. Take care of business in school and, you know, get myself in a position to, you know, be better. And, um, you know, I took school very seriously back then. And, uh, you know, gratefully, uh, you know, I had, you know, I had, um, I had, I had my sister to motivate me and inspire me to get out of that situation. So, um, yeah, it was very different moving up in the capital region. One thing I will say is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, the Capital District, uh, and especially if you compare it to, to, to New York City uh, alone, you know, obviously uh, in population size, it, it is um, a fraction of the population uh, uh, there uh, uh, where you grew up originally. But there's also a, so many advantages of living in a smaller city that a lot of people, uh, especially those uh, who are in smaller cities originally, you know, they don't really uh, uh, take advantage of, you know, so they'll, you'll say like, oh, you grew up in Aubrey, Troy, Schenectady, as opposed to like you say, well, you know, I grew up in in Harlem. Everyone automatically gets excited for the New York City aspect. But like you said, you couldn't even find a school that had a football field, Yeah. right? You move up to a smaller area, like the Capital District area, Everybody has a football uh, team. Troy's football team was pretty good. I played them uh, plenty of times uh, as a, as a, a football player up at Albany High. So you know, but um, yep. and then I can also imagine as your family transitioned uh, uh, after the fire and then being uh, with the Red Cross, how how cruel uh, uh, young adults could be. Um, and it doesn't take us. I mean, it takes us until we get older to. Yeah. To really understand those types of effects, uh, because as kids we're not processing what's really happening to that family. We're mm-hmm. just saying like, "Oh, what this person doesn't have," or "Oh, you don't got this." And it is like it's not until you get older that you realize there's some families that live without electricity. You know, there's yep. some families that live without food. And then you, now you go back and you revisit it and be like, "Wow, I was really." A butthole to that person, right? So yep. you know, uh, I I had someone on on season two who does uh, has a bullying organization. Uh, it's called uh, uh, well anti bullying organization. Excuse me. Uh, it's called Project Hygiene. But one of the things that she, uh, her, and her twin sister talks about is that um, they realize through their own experiences that oftentimes kids get bullied because uh, a lot of times they don't have hygiene products, and it, sometimes it's the most basic of as uh, uh, different toiletries that we take for granted uh, that ultimately lead to that kid or that young adult uh, maybe smelling or maybe not looking uh, as clean as they can. So, 
you know, now uh, being more of a, a mature adult, now we're able to realize these different um, gaps and, and disparities that the young adults are actually dealing with. And now because we've uh, survived it and experienced it, it also helps us to be better teachers and uh, mentors to other people. So which leads to my next question. As a young adult, um, did you have a mentor? Um, and if so, uh, uh, do you believe that mentor-mentee relationship helped you? Or if you didn't, do you believe that you would have benefited from being able to have a mentor? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have no mentors. Okay. Um, I wish, mm -hmm. definitely wish. Uh, so to answer your question, I would have really, mm -hmm. really did well under, you know, um, having a mentor and just someone to really guide me. Uh, for the most part, I, like I said, I had my sister. So I had okay. someone in front of me to see what the potential could be or what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, no one ever showed me how to do stuff or how to make it happen or to put things in my mind to, you know, mm -hmm. challenge me. But it was just knowing that my situation wasn't good and it wasn't going to get good unless I did something different. So. Gotcha. Well, shout out to your sister, uh, first and foremost. Uh, shout out to her for leading the way. Uh, shout out to her for being the example and for being uh, a person who stepped in and filled in the gap where the community uh, or a person from the community uh, uh, it would have been nice to have uh, that as well. But shout out to your sister. Uh, con uh, congratulations. I know you said uh, she went to school or went away to college before you. So I'm going to big her up uh, for being the example. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's always it's, you know, my sister pretty much raised me. So it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you wish you had a positive male role, black example to, you know, say, you know, this person exposed me to this and this person challenged me to this. Um, you know, we didn't I didn't grow up around that time and I didn't have that type of circle around me, um, even when it came to family, you know, one person. Um, it's just one person, but one person can make a change in someone's life. And so, you know, I am grateful for it. Um, even now, as I'm, you know, getting older, you know, as I just mentioned, being on being new council member, um, looking for like a mentorship there. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, if it happens, it happens. It's great to have those type of people around. Um, but it's one of those things where you just got to, at least for me, in my opinion, um, I just got to do it myself sometimes and, you know, connect the dots. Okay. Well, well, listen, man, a couple of the councilmen and women are very, very close friends of mine. Uh, so, uh, if you haven't found someone, uh, of the mentoring status, uh, uh who has taken you underneath that umbrella, uh, uh, you know, uh, I definitely, uh, 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 know, uh, uh, no one I speak to almost every other morning, uh, uh, uh that would be a great, uh, a person to take you underneath their wing. Uh, but like I said, uh, even without the mentorship, even without the direction of, of an elder, you know, um, Sergio, you're doing a fantastic job. And Thank I you. think the fact that you didn't want to be in the politics, it just, you just happened to stumble on politics is going to make you uh, an ultimate, uh, uh, the best leader. Like some people get involved, they already have the mindset and it's nothing wrong with it, just understanding the difference. Let me clarify that. But some people get involved in politics, they already have the mindset of what it is that they wanna do, why they wanna do it. And sometimes it doesn't always translate back to benefits for the constituents that they actually serve. Yeah. You know, but um, uh, I, when a person is led by passion, um, and, and desire to change, ultimately, uh, you know, uh, your impact is going to be uh, more felt and more heartfelt because you truly understand, you know, what was missing. And now you're in the position to fill in the gap. So thank exactly. you again. Exactly. And, you know, just to kind of um, retouch that. Um, so like mentorship, I, I say like, you know, I, I became a member of my fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi. Um, back in 2016, I crossed in 2016. Through that process, that I would say that's where the uh, mentorship eventually came in at. And it came in through like a professional way. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, um, specific to anything. 
Like mm. I wasn't, I didn't have a mentor to mentor me in politics or how to create legislation or government. But mm. eventually I did come across and make some great brothers um, mm. that have opened my eyes up and have taught me, you know, when it comes to business and how to handle myself as a man, um, how to do that. And so, you know, I do have people that I know at any given moment, I can pick up the phone and give a call to and, you know, speak to them about, you know, what I'm dealing with, um, how I'm feeling and get advice from. But, you know, again, it's it's a different type of mentorship. But, you know, through the lack of mentorship for me growing up, you know, it inspired me to, again, when I joined my, my fraternity, Cap Alpha Psi, you know, our guide right program, we've been mentoring, you know, young men out of Green Tech Charter School uh, for years now and also providing scholarships to them, ensuring that they themselves not only have a mentor, but they have a collective of brothers that they can go to and, um, you know, seek advice and um, assistance with. And so, you know, I've been proud of the work that we've been doing with that. I'm proud of the young men over the last few years that I've been able to um, be a part of their lives. And, you know, now we see results because when we do see uh, more um, black men um, giving back and um, extending that handout to, you know, that next young man um, right behind them, we see the, the um, we see what that produces and yep. we see that it accomplishes um, so much, not only for that individual, but for the community. Yep. And so that's that's the big thing. And so, you know, I'm always big for mentorship. Um, you know, anytime I can, I will, uh, you know, just probably like a month or two ago, um, I actually traveled down from Albany to New York City um, mm -hmm. uh, to go back to an old elementary school and um, speak to the kids there. Um, one, because even though it's not in Albany, but these are the future. The, yep. These kids are the future. And so you know, them seeing me come down there um, and speak to them about government and being on the council and what that is, you know, I was able to meet um, a second grader and, you know, he came up to me afterwards and was just like, you know, I want to be a councilman. I want to be a councilman. And, you know, that's, that's a second grade, but, you know, throughout the career day, he had the opportunity to ask so many questions and, you know, whether, you know, he had the questions or the teachers helped him, you know, <laughs> little man, he, he came up there and he went to the mic and he answered, he asked, excuse me, um, several questions about, you know, what a councilman does and, um, you know, how can he be one? And, you know, funny thing is people don't realize that you don't need a college degree for it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> not to send the wrong message, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, a college degree is always not needed. So, yep. you know, I, I, I enjoy spending my time and giving back to the community, giving back to the youth, uh, but just making sure that they see someone that looks like them um, in these positions. That's, that's what's important to me. I love it. Uh, one, you made me think of a, a saying that I've been saying for years. Uh, I actually have it up on my website too. It says, um, uh, you learn more from the successes and failures of others. So, you know, the people who you can uh, see on a, on, a, on a readily basis, you can see what they're doing. You can see your neighbor getting up to, uh, to go to work every day, who might be an attorney, who might be a garbage man, who might be uh, a teacher. But uh, the more we see it, the more it opens up the opportunities for us to explore. So that second grader who might not have uh, been exposed to a councilman up front can now say, you know, you know, uh, though there's a lot of time in between now and that person's development, but, you know, through constant interaction, now they can say, you know, I have something that, you know, I want to aspire towards. And that's how, and that's how it changes. It, that's how it happens. It's just, you know, uh, one person has the ability, like you said earlier, to make uh, an impact. And I think as long as we keep trying to focus on those things, we will make impacts uh, gradually over time the way how it was supposed to be. No, definitely agree with that for sure. Yep. And then shout out to you and your brothers at uh, Cap Alpha Psi. Uh, you know, I was talking some trash to you uh, uh, off, <laughs> uh, offline, you know, because I'm an alpha, but I got uh, tons of love uh, uh, for you guys. 
uh, as a chapter, uh, I love what your graduate chapter is actually doing up there. You guys are active and consistently in the community, whether it's uh, community cleanups. Uh, Absolutely. I'm always seeing you, uh, you guys in the, uh, in the IOTA uh, chapter up there. Um, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the men of IOTA um, uh, up there getting involved. So I really want to uh, actually give you guys a shout out on that one, too. So I can't talk any trash about it because you're doing the work. Uh, so Absolutely. Shout and shout out for your participation and uh, 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 the Alpha Phi Alpha uh, Solstice event that just went on, too. Uh, and, and being one of the models uh, uh, on, on top of everything else. So, thank no, you. yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, when it comes to the, um, you know, again, like our, our fraternity stuff, it's like, you know, a lot of, as you know, uh, even probably within your organization, you know, we get a lot of young people, you know, wanting to join and they just don't get the opportunity early on. So, mm -hmm. you know, they do pursue their grad chapter and, you know, my biggest thing uh, when it comes to them is getting them, you know, really involved into the city of Albany, yep. into the community. If this is where you're going to school at, this is where you're working, I need you to understand what the community is. Mm -hmm. Just not, don't live out here and just go to work, understand what the community is. And, you know, a lot of the issue that we have is a lot of the college kids, they just stay on campus. They yep. live in this bubble world where they don't know what goes on in the city of Albany. So when I get the opportunity uh, to work with different organizations, different students from the different universities, you know, I bring them over into the seventh ward and they're like, whoa, like this is Albany? This is nice over here. I'm like, yeah, it's more than, you know, quelling up. Like there's there's so many <laughs> other parts. There's so many great things um, happening in the city of Albany. And so you know, my thing is just, again, spreading awareness, letting people know like there's there's stuff here. There's a reason for you to stay here. You know, if I can't get you to build that connection to the city of Albany, I hope that, you know, it would, you know, get some of these people to want to continue to live and stay here. And, you know, that's what I do with my guys. Um, but also, just like you mentioned, just like working with the IOTAs and different other organizations, the D9 is a great, a great, a great tool for the capital region. We do so many great things from our sororities to our scholarship balls, the fraternity, the, the fashion shows, um, you know, which you guys just did was also phenomenal. You know, it's bringing, um, you know, business and bringing mm -hmm. community together. It shines a light on both. And so, you know, you know, I had originally got involved because my nephew, um, mm. Preston, he was what he was, he was in the show and, you know, I wanted to walk with him. They asked me. And so I was like, this is a no brainer. Of course, I'm gonna welcome my nephew, um, in the show. Um, and you know, Solstice is always a great event. So it's yeah. just one of those things where if you get the opportunity to go, might as well. Uh, so yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of great things coming up. Um, you know, want to do more than just, uh, community cleanups and voter registrations, you know, there's a lot more work that needs to be done. And again, we have the resources in our community, you know, right now for me, it's, you know, trying to figure out how to mobilize and pull mm -hmm. everyone together um, to really make things happen. Okay. But uh, it, it takes a person like you uh, with boots on the ground to make it happen. Uh, I know I graduated Johnson C. Smith in 2005 uh, down in Charlotte, and then I moved back home uh, uh, to Albany. And uh, I remember meeting some of my older uh, uh, frat brothers when I uh, when I came home and joined BPL, uh, Beta Pi Lambda chapter. Um, and it was just like, you know, I had to tell them like, my first experience to Greek life was when I went away, when I moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was just like, I lived here in the Capital District all of those years and I had never really made a connection or found the connections between Greek life. But like you said, the D9 is so powerful. Uh, the the reach is so powerful. So, you know, one of my biggest, uh, uh, one of my biggest complaints was that, you know, the people in the Capital District area need to see us more. They need us, they, it's a perfect opportunity for, you know, uh, Greek fraternities and sororities to capitalize on a community of people who can benefit from the resources. Uh, so I like what you're doing, like you said, with your younger brothers, 
you you pull those individuals back to the community. I used to do that as well for uh, Rose Sigma uh, uh, up there at U Albany. And I said, well, no, I'm going to show you guys the other side of Albany. And still to this day, some of them will always say, Rel, I appreciate you showing me Albany because I never I never would have seen Albany had it been for you to uh, to highlight that or to bring me off the of campus. So no, but no, absolutely. And even to that point, Rel, uh, it's, you know, not only getting the black community to see us, but it's getting the yep. community in general. You know, our white counterparts, they're organizations that don't even know, you know, what our organizations do or represent. You know, they think it's just like a a college, collegiate, Greek frat or mm. Greek sorority, not knowing the uh, community service and the social um, aspect to things and what we do and bring to the table. Um, so, again, you know, whenever I get the opportunity, you know, I'm trying to connect groups to let them know you know, this is what, you know, black fraternities and sororities, you know, are doing in our communities. And it's, you know, trying to get rid of that stereotype or, you know, uh, what people think, you know, we may do and show them what we're actually doing. Nice. Nice. And let me see, man, I'm gonna, uh, I got a couple more questions for you. and I'm gonna let you go. Uh, this one here is actually uh, 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 one of my favorites. Um, Actually, no, even before I ask that one, I, I'm going to ask this because I know that you're wearing multiple tasks. Uh, how, well, I'm assuming that you do, uh, how do you find a good uh, work-life balance for yourself? Um, to be honest, I'm still working on that right now um, because, you know, when I got into office, um, things picked up really quick. Okay. Um, and since then, you know, the ball has kind of been rolling where, you know, it's, you know, we had to, you know, just go with it um, and pick up the ball and start just go with it. Um, so right now, I feel like I do a good job balancing it. Um, I think I could do a better job with it. However, you know, most of it just comes from um, time management. And, you know, practicing time management and just, you know, um, being consistent when it comes to um, scheduling things and putting things on my calendar. Uh, but beyond that, uh, you know, it's not at first. So at first it was just like, you know, I felt bad, you know, taking any days off from mm. doing like any council work or anything like that. Because I felt like, you know, you know, people was going to have something to say or feel like you're not doing enough. And so I was just like, nah, I got to double down, do even more. Um, and, you know, it got to the point where it was just like, all right, you know, you're not trying to burn yourself out, but you also have other things that you need to figure out and still do. And so now, you know, I just make sure that, you know, at least whenever I don't have a meeting, committee meeting, neighborhood association meeting, uh, workshop to go to, I definitely take that to myself now. Good. Like it's, it's not a, it's not even a question anymore of like, man, like, should I do this today? It's like, nope, I got the work that I needed to get through completed. Me having a Saturday evening to myself is not going to hurt. So, you know, let me go out, let me find stuff to do. And, you know, I've been doing that. I got a um, cycling race coming up and just completed one back in April, uh, mm. completed 30 miles and um, trying to hit 50 miles coming up soon. So, you know, I'm finding time to get in the gym and try to train and, you know, get healthy and, you know, take care of myself. So it, it's not only the physical, but also the mental as well. And so making sure that, you know, I'm surrounding myself around, you know, positive people, good energy and, you know, meditation. Nice. I love it. I love it. And it's, 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 it's super important. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we don't learn to value until after we're we're reaching burnout or we've already become burnt out. So I'm glad you are uh, uh, taking this time for yourself. One, I mean, also, uh, I'm glad you're taking this time for yourself. But two, we've moved into a space where we can now talk about uh, uh, 
mental stability as well as financial stability where those topics used to be taboo and they're not taboo anymore. So now people talk about therapy. They talk about the importance of giving yourself time. And I'm glad, I am absolutely glad that you have learned that early to go ahead and give yourself that me time. So do that. Absolutely. I got four years, so I can't burn out. Right now, I'm just warming up, getting preheated, um, ready to really start getting to some work. So excited. Okay. All right. All right. Now, this one here is probably my uh, uh, my favorite question. Uh, And um, if you were to to define success, because I know everyone has their own definition of success. Uh, Councilman Sergio Adams, how would you define success? Um. How would I define success? Um, to me, um, at least when I think about success, um, I, the first thing that comes to mind is peace. Mm. Um, you know, once you're able to obtain peace, I think you're, you're for me, for me at least, um, I I contribute that to success. Um, you know, again, success comes in many different forms. Success could be money. Success can be, you know, family. Success could be, you know, your spouse or whatever relationships and stuff like that. Uh, for me, it's just all about um, obtaining peace and finding peace and, you know, finding something that I love to do okay. um, within that. And so, again, that's kind of how all this came to be, Um because I just found, I found something that I was good at. I figured out how to utilize that talent. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on towards, you know, creating, you know, some changes and things um, in hopes that, you know, it brings me peace. Okay. I don't have to start, I can stop worrying about certain things in the city of Albany. I can stop worrying about the people who are facing evictions right now because New York State um, um, laws have, you know, been revert, uh, reversed by the courts. And so now good cause eviction is not on the books anymore. So, you know, besides the 4,000 people in public housing that are facing eviction, uh, we have a lot more facing eviction. I wish I could hopefully solve the, the problem of, of some of this gun violence and, you know, um, the mentality that's happening and going on in our in our neighborhoods in our city. I'm hoping that you know through advocating and working and collaborating with organizations and speaking with individuals like yourself that you know we can spread awareness, we can get information and knowledge out. And you know, as long as I'm able to do this type of work, um, I'm happy and I think I'll be at peace with it. I don't need to be a rich man. I just need to be at that peace, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that's all I strive for. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, would you say that your definition of success has changed over the years or has it always been uh, the stillness of peace? Um, you know, I think it, it, it was always about peace. I think part of it, you know, we think other things create that. So, like, you think money will get you peace, but you realize the whole saying with more money, more problems. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, money doesn't create the peace, but it does help you with that stability. And it does help cure, you know, some of the other barriers and issues that you're dealing with. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, people with money still ain't happy. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so for me, you know, when I was younger, yeah, it was, you know, trying to get to the bag and figure out money and, you know, stability and all these different things that I thought meant success accolades and uh, stuff like that, where now, again, I realize a lot of that ain't, it ain't that. And so yep. the focus needs to be on self, family, and uh, God. I love it. I love it. Oh, and I'm glad you just wrapped that one back in there. You know, it was one of the things that you said in your earlier statement, but the emphasis and the focus on God, the emphasis and the focus on religion, the emphasis and the focus on spirituality, right? 
you know, I am a deep man of faith. And anyone who knows me and knows me well uh, uh, understands that about me. So I didn't want to miss uh, the opportunity to revisit that um, because I think it is one of the things that is missing uh, in the world. You know, what I mean, finding that stillness, finding that peace in God. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times we're being uh, influenced and motivated by social media or people that we look at and, you know, we're not really uh, uh, rooting ourselves in a sustainable force or source. And that for me, and it sounds like the same for you, which is God. So yeah. I, I am thankful for that. And I'm glad that as uh, one of our elected officials, uh, that is your foundation. Uh, and uh, if you're of something, and in this particular case, we're talking about God, you know, it's bigger than yourself. It's not just my individual wants. It's not just my individual concerns. It's how can right. I be a servant? And I think putting more emphasis on servitude or, I mean, uh, being a servant is very important. So shout out to you. Oh, thank you. Cause you know, if it was, if it was about that, man, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I'm doing this because, you know, my heart, passion, God brought me, led me to this path. And, you know, wherever it takes me, it's, you know, wherever it takes me. But, you know, I, I do what I can. I love it. I love it. I got two more questions for you, Mr. Councilman. All right, cool. Uh, Make them good. Uh, okay. All right. Let me see. Uh, what is your, your favorite place to visit in the Capital District and why? Uh, favorite place to visit in the capital region and why? Hmm. Very, very, <laughs> very good question. Um, hmm. and you've been all over you. So, 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 so you got, uh, yeah, you got Troy, you got Albany, you got, uh, uh your favorite place anywhere in the capital district. Ooh-wee. I can I can come back to that one if you want. Yeah, yeah, we may have to. I don't I don't want to <laughs> lag the time, but that 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 requires some deep thought. Okay, I'm gonna come back to that one. I'm gonna hit you with. Uh, I'm gonna give you a bonus one, which is also gonna put you on the Budweiser hot seat because I know okay. earlier, uh, you just said uh, when we talked about like some people have the idea that uh, more money uh, or money will bring you peace, but as Biggie would say, more money, more problems. So I'm just going to put you on a Budweiser hot seat uh, just for uh, shits and giggles, as I like to say. Uh -huh. Who is the best rapper out of Harlem? Uh, you on the record right now, Councilman. You on the record. Big L. Cameron. Uh, let's see. Who, who are we going with? Mace. It, uh, it it would out like first choice it it would be mace mm -hmm. um like that I, I just grew up with mace okay. um his rhymes everything about mace harlem world um yeah. you know back then he really he really put on for for harlem um i think he inspired a lot of people in harlem to to dress and um do a lot of certain things and, you know, musically, um, you know, he held it down for a very long time. Um, if I was to say, like, my generation, like, teenage growing up, I'm picking Joel's. Okay, okay, okay. Even though the locks came through and squashed the entire Dipset uh, uh, crew. Absolutely. I, listen, absolutely. I was surprised. I thought Dipset was gonna was going to demolish the locks, and ever since then, I was like, I don't know how I ever bet against you guys because OMG was that a, a butt whooping. But shout out to uh, Jewels. Yeah. These would be one of my favorites too. Uh, but yeah, nope, nope. I'm uh, I'm 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 playing the locks. It's been hard to play diplomats ever since that actually. But mm -hmm. uh, all right, I'm gonna get back to your official question. Um, okay. If you were um, to look at your life up to this point, uh, what about your life's path are you most proud of, Councilman? Well, 
I made it to 30 and never went to jail. I'm still alive. Um, I have avoided gun violence. I have avoided homelessness as a child, as a teenager, as an adult. The obstacles that were put in front of me were obstacles mm -hmm. that most young black men, unfortunately, do not um, get over or make it out clean. Um, you know, I, had, I didn't have to join no gangs. I didn't have to be something that I wasn't. Um, you know, I, as a young kid, we all get into trouble, but the whole point is I didn't get to that level where it put me in any, you know, situation to, you know, lose my freedom. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, growing up, that was the whole mindset of that's, that's the biggest fear. It's just mm -hmm. like, if there's one thing I can't do that I know will disappoint my mother and my family, <laughs> It is going to jail. It is falling into that trap. And, you know, I didn't fall into that trap. With all the odds stacked against me, um, you know, I prevailed, achieved, excelled, and did a little more um, to get me to where this is at. And, you know, that path, um, still, still on the path and trying to figure out, you know, what's at the end of it. But, you know, I feel like the path that I put myself on um, is a path towards um, communication, understanding, and, you know, um, doing what's right. I like it. You know, when, when things get hard, it's hard for people to always choose to do the right thing. And, you know, I, I feel like that's also uh, a large part of what's wrong with government. You know, mm -hmm. people have too big of egos and all this stuff to admit when they're wrong and that, you know, something is not right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just here to be honest, tell the truth and, you know, um, you know, lead, uh, lead by a positive, you know, um, role model okay. or, you know, just making sure people, again, younger people behind me have the opportunity to look forward and say, listen, like, I've seen him do that. I know I can do it. Facts. Facts. All right, my last question. I'm coming back to this one that got stumped. Uh, uh, what is your favorite place to visit in the entire Capital District? Albany, Troy, Schenectady, Saratoga, wherever you want to choose. What is your favorite place to visit and why? Uh, man, that's still a hard question to ask. I feel like if I pick one, if I say a place, uh, people are going to watch this interview and be like, word, that's how you feel. Um, but, uh, huh. mm. all right. So, uh, I'll say Johnny's on Broadway. Okay. Okay. Why? Because uh, I love the food. Yep. Um, I feel like it's one of the only um, surviving, you know, there's some new venues and stuff popping up and around, but, you know, Johnny's been there for a very long time. I think Johnny's is a staple um, to the neighborhood, to the city of Albany. And, you know, I think, you know, for like black businesses, like they do a good job. Like I, I appreciate going there. I appreciate the hospitality. And, nice. you know, whenever I just want to, you know, get away and have like a nice good meal to myself and, you know, have a drink or something, that that's my go-to spot. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Johnny yeah. uh, uh, out on Broadway. And, uh, you know, my best friend, uh, that's probably uh, his favorite spot too. So whenever I come back to town, he's always like, yo, let's go to Johnny's for a little while. You know, exactly. Okay. So, all right. All right. Well, if you haven't been there, you might want to try. Um, and see, the crazy thing is, originally I would have said the elbow room. The elbow room was in my ward. I love going to the elbow room. I would go there all the time to support mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But um, they closed down. So you know. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was inevitable with everything that was going on uh, there and outside liquor license issues, all types of stuff. But the elbow room, the lemon pepper, garlic. Uh, 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 oh, man. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm a foodie right now. Now you get me excited. You know. I'm, same. Same, man. I'm, I mean, we follow each other on Instagram and stuff like that. You see, I'm, I'm mild. I like to eat. I, I try. I eat out a lot. But you know, uh, one of the things I was listening to, uh, one of your uh, podcasts. Uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, you were speaking to someone about financial literacy. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I'm picking up is again, you know, being smarter with money. Um, again, not having mentors and not having people in front of me to show me how to do it. Um, you know, trying to figure out how money works and how to save it. Um, which leads me to say, um, you know, one of one of my good friends, um, James Mitchell, um, he's been working um in Albany, in the city of Albany. He's a resident uh constituent of mine in the seventh ward. Um, he has his organization, Young Futures, that focuses on financial literacy. They've been doing this for like the last couple of years. Um, they're working out of the African-American um, Culture Center down on um, uh, Madison and uh, South Pearl. And this weekend, on um, August 6th, they're having a big fundraiser. Um, they've been working with the kids, teaching them um, how to invest. Um, mm -hmm. return on investments, liabilities, assets, all these different things. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have friends and have people like this in the city of Albany doing this type of work. So I just wanted to shout him out and let parents know or whoever's watching that if you are looking to get your kids involved um, and start teaching them early, this is a great program to get them connected to. Um, also to that, uh, just to drop some more resources out for people, um, but uh, Capital District Care Group is mm -hmm. a care management group for um, transitional teenagers coming from foster care into adult. So your 17, 18, 19 year olds who are transitioning from foster care, who need assistance, obviously, you know, figuring out their path, their future. Um, Capital District Care Group is a new organization working with um, that population of people and if there's uh, people who are interested or need to either get their kids connected, a family member, a friend, or someone connected, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, okay. But you can also look them up, Capital Care Group, um, Capital District Care Group, excuse me, and um, get some more information about what they're doing. Um, also to mention, um, you know, the Delaware Avenue Neighborhood Association, we do a farmer's market every Tuesday. Um, that has been going on. Uh, residents from all over it can come. They have access to uh, fresh produce being brought in, as well as other resources, um, food, um, educational. We do it right there at the library on Delaware Avenue between 4 and 7 p.m. It's always a great time. And so just wanted to drop those few things there. Oh, also to mention, sorry, there's so much stuff to bring up. Uh, you know, the city of Albany is uh, working on uh, recreational marijuana. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with New York State legalizing it, the city is working um, towards figuring out what that looks like for the city of Albany. And, you know, that is discussion that is just starting. Uh, we are, we have created a, I guess, an advisory board or committee um, that will be looking into this. Um, there's council members who are looking um, into reparations, if you can believe it, uh, yeah. through the legalization of marijuana. Um, so there's a lot of great things um, happening. Um, I wish I could tell you more about all these things. But again, you know, if people are interested, they can always reach out to me. Um, I do have a website and all my information and things are up there. But yeah. Okay. And they can also, uh, what is it? Is it, is it Sergio, Sergio for Council? Uh, Sergio Adams for Council on um, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, okay. But my website, I guess, though, is also um, www.sergioforcouncil.com. Um, so there's there's multiple ways to get, you know, get in contact with me. You know, I'm accessible. As soon as you, you write me, DM me, I respond. So, you know, I try to make sure that whenever, you know, constituents call that I pick up the first time and uh, make sure to uh, follow up with them. So um, if anyone has any questions, concerns, they're more than welcome to reach out. Okay, all right. Well, listen, uh, Councilman, I can't thank you enough. 
for extending your time and your energy uh, uh, to us here on the back community. Man, I wish you uh, continued success. I wish you continued uh, youthfulness on this process because there's a lot of vicissitudes or ups and downs in this in, uh, in the politics game or the politics world that you're in. But uh, man, I wish you continued success rooted uh, uh, and strengthened by the peace that God's gonna give you, Sergio. Uh, safe you. travel to you on your next destination. I know, I, know, I know you're moving around a little bit right now, but I really just wanted to say thank you for extending your time to me on the back community, bro. Thanks for opening up season three the way how it was supposed to be. Yes. Can't wait to get your story out to the people. No, thank you. Thank you again for inviting me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak about myself and what's been going on. Um, but most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, when we open, thank you for doing what you're doing, because if you weren't doing what you were doing, the people and um, the community, they wouldn't even know about all these people um, doing what they're doing. So, you know, put a spotlight on the person putting the spotlight on me. Uh, mm -hmm. So thank you again. Always give you your flowers while you're here. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, season three kicks off great. Um, again, love the conversations in the podcast that you've been doing. Definitely going to be sharing this and making sure people tune in. So thank you so much. All right, man. Well, thank you again. And uh, 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 until next time, uh, yes. I wish you success, man. Uh, safe travels to you. I'll play catch yes. up with you. Always next time. Thank you. Thank you.